Please pray with me. Oh God, be in our speaking, be in our listening, and speak to our souls deep understanding. Amen. Our gospel lesson for today comes to us from John chapter 10, verses 22 through 33. Listen now to a word from the Lord. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you annoy us? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they will follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus replied, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these are you going to stone me? The Jews answered, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, though only a human being, are making yourself God. This is the word of the Lord. I have to confess that I am a reluctant sheep. It's a hard thing to be a sheep these days. I have a friend and a colleague who I used to work with who held political views and social views that constantly put him at odds with the other members of our staff. This man wasn't shy about sharing his views, which inevitably led to arguments, which often led to him feeling shunned by the rest of the staff. And for some reason or another, he liked to come talk to me about this. Look at all these sheeple, he would say to me in disgust. Look at how they just fall in line with whatever their political party tells them. These sheeple. He wasn't paying them a compliment. Yes, it's a hard thing to be a sheep these days. No one wants to be known as a sheep. How many of our colleges or schools we send our children to promote that they will cultivate excellent sheep? How many of them proudly proclaim that they develop following skills? I've worked with a number of youth organizations, and I've yet to hear one of them advertise that they are helping kids develop the ability to fall in line and be humble. In fact, they promote the exact opposite. It's all about the leadership, they say in bold letters. I'm sure you can relate. How many of you have gone to leadership development workshops? How many of you have gone to sheep development workshops? No farmers in the room, I take it. Yes, it's a hard thing to be a sheep these days. Our lectionary text picks up with a familiar scene. The religious leaders of Jesus' day are peppering him with questions as Jesus heads into the temple to celebrate the festival of dedication, or as it is better known today, Hanukkah. 
Our passage reads, So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you annoy us? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Now before I go any further, I want to make just a quick aside. When when John's gospel reads, The Jews gathered around him, I think it is important for us to note that John is referring to here when he says the Jews are the synagogue authorities. These are the religious elite of Jesus' own religion. After the shootings in Pittsburgh and San Diego this year, I think it is painfully apparent that too many people are still reading the New Testament with anti-Semitic lenses. To be clear, Jesus was a Jew. Jesus loved Jews. And to think that Jesus hated Jewish people or that they are in any way responsible for Jesus' death today is just completely false. And I think it's incumbent on us to put a stop to that nonsense when we hear it. Okay, that rain is over. Anyways, Jesus is going to the temple when they begin to press him. How long will you annoy us, they ask him. You'll notice if you were reading along that the NRSV has translated this question as, how long will you keep us in suspense? But many New Testament scholars think that how long will you annoy us is more in keeping with the Greek. How long will you annoy us, Jesus? Are you the Messiah or not? Jesus answers, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Now, I think it is normal for us as good church people to read this and get indignant with the religious leaders of Jesus' day for dealing harshly with him and picture ourselves as that good little flock following Jesus. But I'll say it again. It's a hard thing to be a sheep these days. And I think maybe, just maybe, we might have more in common with the temple authorities here than we like to think. The truth is, Jesus annoys us too with all his demands. And we too keep questioning whether he's the Messiah of our life or not. Maybe we do not question this out loud. Maybe we do not even question this consciously. But I think for most of us, every day, we're still working out this question. Are you the Messiah or not, Jesus? We keep asking this question, I think, because we don't like being sheep. Who wants to be a sheep? We want to be in charge. We're leaders after all. Why do you keep annoying us, Jesus? It's a hard thing to be a sheep these days. Good Presbyterians like to pride themselves in their embrace of the intellect, in their robust theology, and in their openness to questions. These are all good things most of the time. But this week, I started to wonder if we too have made ourselves very comfortable arguing at the temple door about who Jesus is for the very purpose of distracting ourselves from getting down to the business of actually being sheep. We don't want to be known as sheep, and I have to believe that I'm not alone in finding heady debates about Christology or eschatology to be safer pastors than actually taking my place in Christ's flock. Yes, it's far more comfortable for many of us to keep wrestling with the question of who Jesus is 
because if we can stay in the questioning phase, we won't have to actually submit our lives to him. G.K. Chesterton once quipped that Christianity has not been tried and found wanting, but rather it has been found difficult and left untried. Sometimes I think we hide behind our doubts so that we don't have to try. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have questions about our faith. Do not hear that. Questions are good. We should have questions. What I am saying is that we can spend our whole life at the temple door arguing about who Jesus is and miss what's most important. How long will you annoy us, Jesus? I could be wrong here. Maybe you are all better sheep than me. I hope you are. But I have to admit that this has been a long struggle for me. I have to admit that I am still a reluctant sheep, even as a Presbyterian minister. I fought long and hard not to go to seminary. And I fought hard and long not to be ordained. And I'm not proud to admit it, but I still struggle to claim being a pastor as my public identity. Because the truth is, I don't want to be seen as different. I don't want to be seen as weird. When I sit on airplanes, I still don't like to tell people my job because I assume, they'll assume, that I'm just a sheep who believes dumb things and isn't rational and isn't normal, and I may try to convert them or something as I pass them their peanuts and Sprite from the flight attendant. I have to admit that I don't often want to be looked at as part of the Christian flock because the truth is I'm ashamed of a large part of our flock, those sheep who say embarrassing things or pray embarrassing prayers, those sheep who claim the same shepherd as me but hold views that seem too small and bigoted and are so different from mine. I don't want to be known as one of those sheep. The problem was Jesus kept annoying me until I realized I had to go to seminary. And the problem is that Jesus keeps annoying me not to give up on this flock we call the church. Maybe Jesus keeps annoying you too, and maybe that's why you're here this morning. How long will you annoy us, Jesus? Tell us plainly, are you the Messiah or not? Like Jesus said, he's already shown us who he is. He is the good shepherd, and he and the Father are one. It's this final point that puts it over the top, that Jesus and the Father are one. It's at this point that they pick up stones to kill him. Because if that's true, if we truly accept that Jesus is God, we will have to listen to him. If that's true, we will have to quit arguing in the temple about who Jesus is, and we will actually have to commit to following him as our Messiah every single day which is so annoying. It would be so convenient for him to be just another wise teacher. It would be so convenient if I could take just a little Jesus here and a little Confucius there and a little secular humanism there and maybe sprinkle in some Adam Smith over there as it best suits me. But for him to be one with the Father, for Jesus to be on the same level as God, How annoying is that? If that's true, I can't just pick the parts that make me feel good while abandoning the parts that are hard. If we truly believe that Jesus and God are one, we would have to change. We would have to give our money away to the poor in a way that actually costs us. 
We would have to care for the widow and the orphan and the alien, whether they were documented or not. We would have to prioritize being with our flock over going to the beach. We would have to make our Christian community our primary community. We would have to admit our sin of economic injustice. We would have to admit our culpability in the desecration of creation. We would have to admit our racism. And then what's even worse, we would actually have to do something about it. And not just as a side hobby or a side project, but as the central purpose of our lives. Love my enemies, give up everything to follow him, be a neighbor to the people I hate, believe my life is not my own. It's enough to make a person throw rocks. Yes, it's a hard thing to be a sheep these days. But Jesus keeps annoying us, keeps beckoning us, keeps whispering in our ear that maybe, just maybe, being a sheep in his fold wouldn't be such a burden after all, but would be the very thing that we're created for. How long will you annoy us, Jesus? Here's the good news. Jesus will annoy us until we come home. He'll annoy us until we arrive in safe pastures. He'll annoy us because he loves us too much for us to spend our days wasted on things that don't matter. He keeps annoying us because he won't stand idly by leaving us to our own destruction. Jesus is the good shepherd, and the good shepherd only wants what's best for his sheep. The most annoying thing to admit is that being a sheep isn't so bad after all, at least when your shepherd is Jesus. This shepherd isn't in the business of making followers who don't think or who follow blindly in some opiate of the masses type of sense. No, this shepherd is the one who wants what's best for us. This shepherd makes us lie down in green pastures. This shepherd leads us beside still waters. This shepherd restores our souls. This shepherd leads us into the valley of the shadow of death because he has other sheep who need love too. And that's where those sheep are. When we're with this shepherd, we need not fear. This shepherd is willing to lay down his life for his sheep. This shepherd can be trusted. We can go kicking and screaming, but this shepherd comes after us. He'll keep annoying us, even if we leave the flock. He'll keep chasing us down and pulling us back in, because ultimately, this shepherd cares for us too much for us to let go it alone. There's something about this shepherd that makes us realize that to be a sheep in his fold is the best inheritance of all. Keep annoying us, Jesus. Help us to follow you. Amen.